Sponsored by State Farm agents Andy Womack, Bud Morris, and Deb Ensel, here to help life go right. Chip Walters with Exit Realty, Bob Lamb and Associates. Jennings and Ayers Funeral Home, helping families since 1880. First Bank, serving Murfreesboro and Rutherford County. Parks Auction Company, committed to auction excellence. Creekside at Three Rivers Assisted Living. Greg Hall at City Auto Sales. And the Blue Raider Insider Report is sponsored by Mike Tanzel and My Team Insurance, Steve Rucker with RAI Advisors, and Wayne Blair with Rayburn Insurance. Let's get it started in here. We've got your local sports fix. It's all sports talk on News Radio WGNS. Good afternoon. Welcome to All Sports Talk, a Tuesday edition. Everybody had a great having a great day and a nice weekend. COVID rearing its ugly head here in the county. Blackman High School, um, their scheduled game Tuesday night at Oakland. Um, I mean Tuesday night, uh, Friday night at Oakland has been canceled. Blackman is in a two-week quarantine. Player tested positive. So, Blackman, Oakland will get a W. Blackman will get a no contest. And I guess Blackman's fortunate in one regard in that um, um, it won't count as a loss. And they um, aren't scheduled to play next week because of fall break. Well, that could actually help them in their quest to make the playoffs. Because it'll eventually, it's going to come down to some winning percentages and things like that. Essentially, Blackman's going to have to win the rest of their games probably to get in the playoffs. They'll have to beat um, Rockvale and Siegel. They've already played Coffee County and Warren County. As far as games last night, last night, last week, it's like a Monday today or something for me. Uh, Riverdale did beat Blackman 21 to 14 in the backyard brawl. Been nine years. And it was a great game. Oakland 56, Rockville 7, no problems there. Stewart's Creek, 45, Station Camp, 7. Smyrna all over Antioch, 59-8. Warren County, 25, Siegel, 20. Siegel's getting better. Still looking for the W, though. Cornersville, 13, MTCS, 7. MTS Christian School scored late. Did attempt an onside kick, which they didn't get. And Moore County shut out Eagleville, 21 to nothing. So, so look back at last week, uh, this week, um, kind of an interesting week. Um, McGavick, Stewart's Creek, that'll be a Thursday night game. Uh, the Blackman-Oakland game postponed. Um, actually, that will be canceled. Uh, there's no time to make that up. Uh, Siegel is at Riverdale. That will be the game that you'll hear on WGNS. Overton at Laverne, Lewis County at Eagleville, MTCS at the Kings Academy, and Smyrna is hosting Cane Ridge. That game was originally scheduled for Cane Ridge, but it's going to be at Smyrna. Uh, Metro schools can play, but they can't have any fans. So I guess they're moving that game there. So there'll be fans. Uh, strange year. You know, you think things are getting better. You know, today, too, it was announced the Titans have shut down their facilities for the rest of the week. Uh, some players and uh, two or three players and some staff members test positive, may not play. Uh, there's some scenarios out there where they might not even have to play this week against Pittsburgh. 
which I guess could have its pros and cons. You're on a roll. You're at home. But still got some players out that you're going to need. Get into the Titans a little bit later. Um, we'll stay on high schools right now. Speaking of high schools, got an old buddy of mine who I haven't seen, I guess, since we graduated back in the dark ages at Riverdale. Thomas Mosby is his name. He was a football player at Riverdale, very fine football player, played in college. He's coached in college, um, played for Phil Watts. You know, it was announced last week the um, Riverdale's football stadium will be named after Watts. Um, and he will be coming into town from Washington State for it. So uh, look forward to visiting with him. Kind of bug his ear on, uh, you know, what it was like for playing for Coach Watts in those days. All right. Let's see. All right. High school golf. Hey, shout out to Providence Christian Girls. They won their first ever uh, Division II different district golf title yesterday. Uh, they were led by Izzy Johnson with a 76 and Caroline Pardue with a 79. They will compete in the region tournament at Riverbend Country Club in Shelbyville um, next Monday. Oakland boys get it done in the uh, region um, tournament at Indian Hills. Team of Garrett Chumley, Jake Gardner, Jordan Phillips, and Braden Shockley um, won that one. And uh, uh, two-hole sudden death playoff against um, Siegel. Garrett Chumley, who is going to UT Martin, uh, shot a two under par 70 to take um, the low medalist honors. Two other local golfers also qualified for the state. Um, Blackman's uh, Lofton McCree, uh, he shot a 73. And Siegel's Ashton Stone shot a 78. So they will move on to the state tournament um, next Tuesday and Wednesday at Willowbrook Golf Course in um, Manchester. So... Congrats on them. And again, you know, with the um, Blackman Oakland uh, situation with the Blackman um, having the player test positive, a cheerleader positive. Also understand Blackman volleyball, Stewart's Creek volleyball also may be under quarantine. District tournament is supposed to start next week. If you can't play, you're out. I mean, that's kind of, that was set in stone by the TSSAA back uh, in August, actually late July. You know, and you're wondering when we get to the playoffs. I mean, you could have an outstanding team test positive and get put on quarantine, they're out. And then, you know, that'd be a real shame. You know, we've made it this far. You know, we're entering our seventh week. And just – and. Everything was clicking along pretty good. I know MTCS had to miss a week. Uh, they had an assistant coach uh, test positive. But, um, you know, we'd kind of dodged, you know, the um, proverbial bullet, so to speak. But um, now it's rearing its head, and, you know, you hope it uh, does not get any worse. Um could be a real shame you have a team go, say, go undefeated. could happen to anybody, you know. I know cases in Rutherford County have gone down uh, this month. Um, deaths went up. So, who knows uh, what, what's going to happen here in the, uh, the near future. But um, we certainly know that... Um, uh, it has affected Blackman, and it affects Oakland, too. I mean, they're off next week, so they're going to go two weeks without playing unless they just come up off the cuff with a game this week. 
and you know it probably would not be against a really good opponent more than likely um so you know it affects them as well you know they're trying to get into uh you know kind of hitting their stretch run here to get ready for the playoffs so but hopefully after um everybody gets away from from fall break uh, things will be better. We do have a couple games next week, but uh, those are Thursday night games, and everybody else is going to be off. All right, you listen to All Sports Talk. This portion brought to you by First Bank, where the bank remains true to its ideals since founded in 1906. That's First Bank. We'll take a break and be right back. This is Peter Demas, and I invite your family to come and join our family back at Demas's restaurants. One of the things that we have always done is we have been very careful with the way that we sanitize our tables. We have mandatory hand washing stations. Our employees are required to wear masks. We are just overall just being very careful with everything that we are doing and the way we handle food, the way we handle plates to ensure everybody's safety as they return and start enjoying the dining room experience again. Demas's restaurants on Broad Street in Murfreesboro. Why move into a new house and, and leave a home that you already have memories with? Farrah Construction had already done the bathroom. Then we decided to move a wall or two and redo the playroom. If you can dream it, we can turn it into reality. And they did. The best investment in enjoyment that we ever made. We're family here at Farrah Construction. We care about you. This is Ron Hall with Farrah Construction. Call 615-893-6120. Buying a quality pre-owned vehicle from City Auto is the smartest car buying decision you can make. Hear what our customers have to say. Here at City Auto, the experience was great. We were in and out. You're not going to be hassled. They come in, they gave me a price. Greg Hall at City Auto Sales. City Auto is our largest inventory lot right there. We have financing. So come by and see us or just check them out there on the website, cityauto.com. Check out all of those vehicles. City Auto, the wholesale auto mall shop where the dealers shop. Your ride, your stuff. You live with them together. I'm State Farm Agent Bud Morris. It's smart to protect them together to help life go right. Give me a call at 615-893-1417. And let me help you save by combining your auto and renters. Your home, your auto, together, they're where life happens. I'm State Farm Agent Bud Morris. It's smart to protect them together. Give me a call at 615-893-1417. And let me help you save by combining your home and auto. WGNS Primetime Sports. Sponsored by the law offices of John Day. If you've been injured, go to johndaylegal.com. The Blackman football team has been quarantined for two weeks after a player tested positive for COVID-19. There's a COVID situation affecting Blackman's football team and cheerleading squad, said Rutherford County School spokesman James Evans. A student on each team has been diagnosed with COVID, and so most of both teams will be on a two-week quarantine. That means the football team will not be able to play Oakland on Friday night and will be a forfeit win for the Patriots. Coming up on Tuesday night on WGNS, we have Rick Stock still live. That conversation will begin at 7 o'clock with Chip Walters hosting. Also, Wednesday, Braves baseball, the first game of the National League wildcard series with the Cincinnati Reds. 10.45 airtime on Wednesday morning right here on WGNS. All sports talk on News Radio WGNS, FM 100.5, FM 101.9, AM 1450, online and on your phone at WGNSradio.com. Welcome back to All Sports Talk. MTSU football Friday night. Got behind 14 3. Actually came back and went ahead in that game. The Blue Raiders ultimately lose 37-35. And, you know, I've always wondered. There's this analytics. is so big now into athletics. You know, there's that quote sheet. When do you go for two? When do you not go for two? Uh, middle went for two later in the game. Whereas if they just kicked the extra point, when they scored at the end of the game, they wouldn't have had to go go for two. 
they could have kicked it and possibly been in an would have been in an overtime situation. Uh, the Blue Raiders played thirty played um, played hard, not necessarily well, much better in a lot of areas. Um, but the Blue Raiders lose thirty seven to thirty five. An offense that had struggled put up five hundred and sixty eight total yards. Asher O'Hara was thirty one of forty seven. 372 yards and three touchdowns, but two interceptions. Blue Raiders rushed for 191 yards. They'd been woeful in that area. Um, Unfortunately, the two turnovers, and Middle had 82 yards in penalties to only 29 by Texas San Antonio. When the Blue Raiders did get ahead, they gave up a long kick return. It basically... um, Flipped the field on them. And the defense just uh, played well in spurts. Just couldn't get off the field when they had to. Uh, Backup quarterback who had a lot of experience had to come in. He had thrown for, I don't know, over 5,000 or 6,000 yards at New Mexico State. He came in and lit him up pretty good. So it's back to the drawing board again. But... Um, played a lot better. Got Western Kentucky at home this week. Homecoming. Western struggling too. Uh, been a little more competitive in most games. Elsewhere in Conference USA last week, UAB 42, South Alabama 10. Um... North Texas at Houston, postponed. Georgia State at Charlotte, postponed. Liberty, 36. FIU, 34. Tulane, 66. Southern Miss, 24. UTEP, 31. Louisiana Monroe, 6. South Florida at FAU, postponed. This week, La Tech at BYU. That's Friday night. Again, Western at MTSU. Rice at Marshall. Postponed. Charlotte at FAU. Southern Miss at North Texas. So, um, MTSU wasn't looking for a moral win. Um, Can't be in that type of business. Um, That was a chance to win a conference game. And um, that's what matters. And a road conference game at that. Um, the SEC, pretty interesting. Tennessee wins 31-27 over South Carolina. And admittedly, there was some rusty football here and about what you would expect. But that's one of them games Tennessee needed to win. Texas A&M, 17. Vanderbilt, 12. A&M was a 30-point favorite. Vandy played hard. Florida, 51. Ole Miss, 35. Florida looks pretty good. Georgia, 37. Arkansas, 10. Georgia did not look good. Was it 7-5 at the half? Alabama, 38. Missouri, 19. Just kind of a whole hummer. And then the Pirate has landed in Starkville, Mississippi, known as Mike Leach, Air Leach. 44, Mississippi State, LSU, 34. So the defending champs have gone down. And i got to give my buddy Preston O'Neill credit. He picked that game correctly. Quarterback they brought from Stanford through for 600 yards. Hmm. So we were wondering if that offense will work. Will it work in the SEC? Huh? Against uh, average defenses, probably. Against good defenses, now they can scheme it up. This week, Missouri at UT. Chance for the Vols to get off to a 2-0 start. South Carolina at Florida. Texas A&M at Alabama. I was looking forward to that one. I don't know. It's a 2-30 game. Ole Miss at Kentucky. Auburn at Georgia. 
a big one early. Auburn um, looked pretty good against Kentucky, beating them 29-13. Thought that game would be really close. Probably should have been, but it wasn't. Kentucky got a couple bad breaks in that game. Arkansas or Mississippi State. LSU at Vanderbilt. Understand they are going to allow some fans. Last week, Oklahoma goes down. <coughs> Excuse me. For the second straight year to Kansas State. I don't know. May be done already. Guess you're going to lose, lose early. Texas almost got beat. Well, that thing was, what, 56, 55, something like that. Um, in that league this week, TCU at Texas, Baylor at West Virginia, Oklahoma at Iowa State, Texas Tech at Kansas State, ACC, you've got North Carolina at BC, Virginia at Clemson, and Virginia Tech at Duke. So, all right, the uh, Titans, 31, Minnesota, 30. Titans are 3-0. and They've won their three games by a combined six points. Steven Guskowski, six field goals, including three over 50, including a 55-yarder to win it. Who would have thought that after week one? He's kicked a game-winning field goal every game. Last night, Chiefs 34, Ravens 20, Patrick Mahomes becomes the fastest quarterback to reach 10,000 yards passing. Did it in 34 games. Kurt Warner did it in 36. Think about that. He was unbelievable. Three passing touchdowns, one rushing in the first half, and almost 200 yards in the first half. Threw another touchdown in the second half. Much to my delight, I was getting... Beat pretty solidly going into that game. But Mahomes is my quarterback and got 49 points. So, I too am 3-0 and and loving it. Not that you care, but anyway. All right. Doc Rivers out as the Clippers coach. Paul George, Kawhi Leonard brought in to win a championship. Never made it to the finals. Major League Baseball playoffs start. Our first champion since the COVID stuff was crowned last night. Tampa Bay Lightning win the NHL. AL playoffs. You got the Twins and the Astros. White Sox and the A's. The Rays and Blue Jays. And Cleveland and the Yankees. National League, the Braves, number two seed, despite all their pitching injuries. Play the Reds, the Cubs, and the Marlins. Padres and Cardinals, and Dodgers and Brewers. So all that started today. All right, you listen to All Sports Talk. We'll take a break. We'll be right back. And Chip Walters will join us with the Blue Raider Insider Report. If you're an Android user, we have an app for that, too. You can listen to us anywhere, on air and on demand. We're News Radio WGNS. Good afternoon. It's busy out here right on schedule, actually, on 24 over from Davidson County back into Rutherford County. Just a steady flow of traffic on 24 as you continue out into Coffee County towards Manchester. Watch your speed. It's stopping along your sections of Middle Tennessee Boulevard. Hey, celebrate autumn this year at Obergatlinburg during Oktoberfest happening right now through November 1st. Check it out, obergatlinburg.com. I'm Commander Chuck. You're on time traffic. WGNS is honored to be this year's Luther Award recipient from the Tennessee Radio Hall of Fame for Community Service. We are humbled to receive this prestigious award. Thank you for letting us be your good neighbor station. You've seen the ads out there, companies wanting to buy your home. But why sell yourself short when you can get fair market value? I'm Lisa Patton. If you have an estate to settle or a home to sell, call Parks Auction. 
We'll work with you to sell your home or property in any condition with no costly repairs on your timeline. Why accept one offer when you can have multiple? You need Parks Auction. We look out for your best interest. Call Parks Auction today. We handle everything. In Rutherford County, you know how much it means to have neighbors you can count on. I'm State Farm Agent Andy Wama, here to help life go right when you combine home and auto insurance. Call me today at 615-890-0850 and let me save you money and time. Your home, your auto, together they're where life happens. I'm State Farm Agent Andy Wama. It's smart to protect them together to help life go right. Give me a call at 615-890-0850 and let me help you save by combining your home and auto. It's time. Show your true blue. Blue Raiders. It's time for the Blue Raider Insider Report with Chip Walters. Sponsored by Mike Tanzel with My Team Insurance, Steve Rucker and RAI Advisors, and Wayne Blair with Rayburn Insurance. Go Blue Raiders. You're listening to the flagship station for Blue Raiders sports. Hot 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown, Middle Tennessee. Layup, man, score. Middle Tennessee football, basketball, and baseball. Yeah, we got them. You're listening to the flagship station for Blue Raider athletics. I'm Chip Walters. Hear the games here on News Radio WGNS. Middle Tennessee win. Raiders win the championship. Your source for the Big Blue and the Borough. News Radio WGNS. All sports talk on News Radio WGNS, FM 100.5, FM 101.9, AM 1450, online and on your phone at WGNSRadio.com. Welcome back to All Sports Talk. It's time for the Blue Raider Insider Report with Chip Walters, play by play voice of the Blue Raiders. Chip, what's up? Well, good afternoon, everybody. We'll start with Blue Raider football and a note uh, out of the NFL, and that is former Blue Raider defensive back Javante Moffitt, named to the active roster, moved to the active roster of the Cleveland Browns today. So he will do good things, so wish him all the best. All right. Blue Raider football team uh, gets back on the field this week looking for a rivalry win against Western Kentucky. And it is, of course, the 100-mile rivalry going on, widely regarded as the best rivalry in Conference USA. Middle Tennessee and Western Kentucky have played 69 times since their first meeting back in 1914. The Blue Raiders hold an all-time advantage with a 35-33-1 record against the toppers. Not every matchup has been closely contested, but but as of late, it has been loaded with great games. Seven of the last nine meetings have been decided by one possession or less, including last year's 31-26 Hilltopper win in Bowling Green. The theme of the rivalry over the last 10 years has been high-octane offense. In their last 10 meetings, the teams have managed to combine for 71.6 points per game, Middle Tennessee holding a slim margin in total scoring, 370 to 346, and they have split those 10 matchups evenly with five wins apiece. For the offenses again to reign supreme on Saturday, both teams will have to show some improvement. The toppers are averaging 22.5 points a game and 279 yards in the, in their two losses. They've struggled to get the passing game going, averaging just 155 yards per game. The Blue Raiders look much better in their loss Friday night at UTSA, but in the first two games, Middle had been outscored 89-14, to and uh, the Blue Raiders lost a two-point game against a, uh, a good UTSA ball club. So that will be on Saturday at 4 o'clock. Don't forget tonight is Rick Stocks to Live with the head coach beginning at 6 p.m. We will be, of course, right here on WGNS and across the Blue Raider Network. We're also on video on the uh, Blue Raider Football Facebook page and also True Blue TV, which is Comcast Channel 9 and other outlets throughout the mid-state, including AT&T U-verse throughout Middle Tennessee. Well, it is homecoming week, town and gown week, and uh, things going on this week, of course, a little bit different 
as, as uh, a lot of uh, events are virtual due to COVID-19. But uh, one thing you can do tomorrow, it's the final day of the Bleed Blue to Beat the COVID-19 Blues Blood Drive. That is at North Boulevard Church of Christ in the gym. And uh, this takes the place of the Bleed Blue to Beat WKU blood drive, but uh, it has been so successful in the past few years with over a thousand units of blood uh, donated each year. We want to continue that tradition. If you are a, a, a regular blood donor, hope that you'll take advantage of it. The Red Cross has an urgent need for blood right now, so be true blue by giving the gift of life-saving blood. All donors will receive a free haircut e-coupon from Sports Clip, a t-shirt, and testing for COVID-19 antibodies. Again, uh, tomorrow is the final day from noon to 6. Uh, at North Boulevard Church of Christ in the gymnasium. Coming up on Thursday, the moving happy hour. You'll have a chance to purchase MTSU chocolate milk and also get your homecoming photo at the homecoming photo booth. It's the MTSU Alumni Association doing that. It will be in the Greenland Drive parking lot from 4 to 6 p.m. on Thursday. Then coming up on Saturday before the football game, it will be the MTSU box parade. This year, there will not be a real parade, but it will be a virtual parade that you'll be able to see on video and on television on True Blue TV. All right, that's it for today. We'll have another midweek update for you coming tomorrow. All right, Chip, we appreciate you as always, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. And we'll remind everyone the Blue Raider Inside Report brought to you today by Wayne Blair and Rayborn Insurance, Steve Ruckert and RAI Advisors, and Mike Tanzel and my team insurance. We'll take a break and we'll be right back. Hi there, Chip Walters with Exit Realty, Bob Lamon Associates. You might know me as the voice of the Blue Raiders, but I want to be your realtor. 2020 appears to be another dynamic year in real estate, and if you've been in your home for a while, you might be surprised what it's gained in value. Get in touch with me, and we'll set up an absolutely free, no-obligation real estate review for you. Go to my website, choosechip.net, or give me a call, 615-542-1915. I'm Chip Walters with Exit Realty, Bob Lamon Associates. Did you realize that over 85% of Americans own a cell phone, but only 40% own an individual life insurance policy? That leaves way too many families who will be unprotected if they suddenly lose a parent. That's why we'd also like to point out that 100% of State Farm agents offer life insurance. So if you're at the place where procrastination just meant motivation, use that cell phone of yours and call me, State Farm Agent Deb Insel at 931-684-5274. All sports talk on News Radio WGNS FM 100.5, FM 101.9, AM 1450, online and on your phone at WGNSRadio.com. Welcome back to All Sports Talk. As I alluded to earlier, uh, one of my former classmates is going to join us today, Thomas Mosby. Um, Gosh, I don't know. I guess we haven't seen each other probably since we graduated, but with the advent of Facebook, we have been able to uh, keep up with one another. And um, uh, as I mentioned last week when they announced that the um, football stadium was going to be named after Phil Watts, Thomas is one of the first guys I thought of because he played for Riverdale there, those um, uh, his four years there when we were in school. And, We'll just say it was back in the dark ages. We don't have to get too technical on years. But, Thomas, thanks for joining us, buddy. Hey, no problem, man. Glad to do so. Um, boy, it's hard to be hard to believe it's been that long. And um, uh, I think kind of a long time coming for Coach Watts. I know um, in talking with you uh, uh, last week, you said he had a, a pretty big impact uh, in your life. So, um before we kind of catch up with what you're doing now, just talk about playing for Coach Watts back then, what it was like. And I know you've been a coach, and uh, you are a co high school coach again now after years in administration. Just tell us what it was like in those days. Well, I'll tell you, Monty, uh, I felt like uh, I played in a, a college 
football program in high school. Once I got to college and started seeing and experiencing college programs, I thought in some respects I was getting cheated because I had such a great high school experience uh, playing for Riverdale. We had a uh, a great uh, booster club. We had uh, great support in our community, and Coach Watson's great to play for. He wasn't, <clears throat> excuse me, he wasn't just uh, a coach on the field. He taught us a lot about life and how to how to navigate life through football. And that's one of the biggest things that I took away from the program uh, going into the transition in college. So it was a phenomenal program. I got a lot out of it, and I can't tell you uh, how fortunate I feel. And you're going to be able to come back, aren't you? Yes, uh, I think uh, it's long overdue. Some type of recognition for the success Coach Watts had. He did uh, uh, build the foundations for Riverdale's uh, long-term football success. We had some great teams there in my four years. I, I never had a losing season there. Went to two state playoff games and, and uh, also uh, uh, went to uh, the Tullahoma Lions Bowl two years there. So we had some great programs. We beat Oakland three times uh, out of four years there. And I tell you, it was, some, it was some, definitely some good times. I made some lifelong friends through that program and through football, and uh, it's, it's been great. Guys I still uh, continue to be friends with and keep in touch with today. Okay, so you graduate from Riverdale. What did you do upon graduation? Well, I left Riverdale and went to Saddleback College in Mission Viejo, California. Now, when I came out of high school, I signed to go to Western Kentucky University, and I was going to be a hilltopper. But uh, uh, somewhere along the way, uh, they told me they wanted me to redshirt, and I was kind of a cocky kid back then and didn't want to redshirt and wanted to play uh, instead of redshirting. So uh, I connected with my friend Ricky Roper, and, and he and David were out already the year before me out in California in Escondido playing for Palomar College. They wanted me to come there, and then Saddleback College started recruiting me, ironically, to come there. And at that time, Saddleback was a national powerhouse, and I had been used to winning. And, and uh, uh, the program that Ricky and David was at uh, uh, wasn't a perennial winner. And they were in the same conference, but uh, Saddleback dominated the conference, and the coach pretty much told me, uh, you want to win or you want to lose? And that made my decision to go to Saddleback and that was a blessing, and I uh, had uh, two good years at Saddleback and then uh, went on to uh, Western Washington University. I had every intent to go back to Western Kentucky, but I had schools out west starting to recruit me, so uh, I took advantage of some of the trips that I was afforded to go visit college campuses and, and fell in love with Western Washington University, and uh, so I went there and Played two years there, uh, had some professional opportunities. I toiled around in for a couple of years there, uh, trying my shot in a couple of NFL camps, the Canadian League, and finally back to a, a minor league football team in Seattle called the Seattle Cavaliers before uh, 1989. I decided to delve into the teaching, coaching thing, and I've been an educator and coach uh, ever since. And um, I know your academics was very important to me. Uh, you're a doctor these days. Yeah, Monty, I went ahead and I, I never had intended to finish a doctor degree, actually. It was just the opportunities that were presented to me, uh, and I figured I'd better take advantage of those opportunities. So I continued uh, uh, my uh, when I was done at Western Washington University, and I went to coach at Washington State in 1990. I was able to uh, do my master's in education counseling psychology uh, while I was coaching there at the, uh, at the university. And so when I finished that, uh, one of my professors said, well, why don't you continue on, just finish your doctorate. And, and that crossed my mind to do that, but uh, uh, it was an opportunity, and I started it, and uh, uh, right about that time took off and went to Europe and coached couple years in Europe in the professional football league there, the 
it started with the uh, um, NFL Europe, and then this team in Sweden broke off, and now they have the American Football League, uh, the American Football European League. And so I was fortunate to coach there, had some success there, came back, went to Washington State as the director of academic services for the athletic department, uh, and then stayed there one year and then went right back into uh, being a coach. And I was uh, started being a head coach there where I came back to the Seattle area and um, was a head coach for five years at Liberty High School in the Issaquah area, just right, just east of Seattle. Uh, got the opportunity going to be administrator. Uh, fortunately, the opportunity that I was receiving, uh, normally they don't let administrators coach, but the superintendent knew that the head coach and I had been college roommates and were best of friends. And, and while I had been at the, uh, the other school, Liberty, we were in the same conference, so we were big rivalries. And, he beat me three times. I beat him two. So I figured if I couldn't beat him, I'd go join him. I joined his staff as a defensive coordinator and uh, an, an assistant principal at Mount Sai High School. And stayed there six good years. It was fun and, and uh, exciting. We had some good teams, and uh, that's where the administrative opportunities start presenting themselves to me. And I went to another district as a district-level administrator, and that's where I stopped coaching for about 13 years. Um, missed it at times, and, and, and uh, I was working in the Seattle area, down in the city area. I live uh, just west of that, uh, um, just west of the city of Seattle. And I wanted to get back closer to home here more recently. So two years ago, I started that quest. And uh, I was actually interviewing for superintendent's jobs, Monty, and, and epiphany hit me that, you know, <laughs> I'm tired of the, the suit and tie. I really just want to go back and finish my career uh, coaching. Uh, that's my first love, being a part of football and all that. And uh, I got the opportunity to come back closer to home and be an assistant football coach and uh, – that was the best thing that ever happened to me. I think I've been so happy uh, the last couple of years. It wasn't. It was a great move for me. Um, I'm back in the coaching, and after two years of being an assistant defensive coordinator, uh, they moved me to the uh, head coaching spot just this year. So this will be my first year having a team, although I've been there the last couple. We're joined today by former Riverdale star Thomas Mosby. Uh, We'll take a quick break and be right back. If you're not waking up to the Wake Up Crew, here's what you've been missing. Time for Brian to come into your homes. (laughs) Run! (laughs) Don't miss the Wake Up Crew with John, Brian, and Dalton. Weekday mornings from 6 until Swap and Shop. Good afternoon. It's busy out here right on schedule, actually, on 24 over from Davidson County back into Rutherford County. Just a steady flow of traffic on 24 as you continue out into Coffee County towards Manchester. Watch your speed. It's stopping a lot here. Sections of Middle Tennessee Boulevard. Hey, celebrate autumn this year at Obergatlinburg during Oktoberfest happening right now through November 1st. Check it out, Obergatlinburg.com. I'm Commander Chuck. You're on time traffic. We do it your way at Sir Pizza. Sir Pizza uses only the freshest ingredients in making their one-of-a-kind pizzas and specialty foods. Discover the difference at Sir Pizza on East Main, Memorial, and South Church. Hello again, this is Lenny Farmer with Jennings and Ayers Funeral Home and Cremation Services. Whenever I finish with a family helping them pick out their funeral needs, locking in the price for the rest of their life, they inevitably breathe a sigh of relief saying, that wasn't as difficult as I thought. You know why? Because they're shopping with their heads and not with their hearts. You can save thousands of dollars when you prearrange ahead of time. Give me a call and see how that works for you at 615-893-2422. 
Jennings and Ayers. At Creekside Assisted Living of Murfreesboro, we provide excellence in service while maintaining the dignity of our residents in a home-like atmosphere. Come see our new community, which includes bistros, salons, a library, and spacious activity areas. A kind, friendly, and well-trained staff can help residents with the daily activities of life. Locally owned by Blue Raider alumni Tim Keach and Kent Ayer. Find out more about Creekside Assisted Living, 895-3002, or online at www.creeksideassistedliving.com. All sports talk on News Radio WGNS FM 100.5, FM 101.9, AM 1450, online and on your phone at WGNSRadio.com. Welcome back to All Sports Talk. This portion brought to you by First Bank. Locations in the borough, Woodbury, Nashville, and 46 others across the state. Former Riverdale Warrior Thomas Mosby joins us today. Uh, he's now coaching out uh, in the Washington area, and um, he um, will be in town in a couple weeks when the stadium's named after uh, Phil Watts, who was the first um, head football coach for the Warriors. And uh, Thomas, I remember back in those days, uh, Riverdale didn't have a lot of money yet. You practice at Hobgood. It was uh, they, uh, you guys and Coach literally uh, built that program from scratch. Yeah, I tell you, it, and it wasn't without a lot of community support. I can remember the our tribe and all that, the Booster Club being a very big part of our program, uh, supporting us. And, and uh, of course, you know, when, when uh, we locked heads with Oakland, you couldn't get a seat in Horace Jones Field. Uh, it was an exciting atmosphere. Coach Watts made it exciting. He was a motivator. Uh, I tell you, I I picked his brain over the years in terms of coaching ideas, schematics, all kinds of stuff. Uh, we kept in touch over the years, and every so often, you know, I want to know something, and I'll call and hit him up about my program. And and, and really, in reality. A lot of the, a lot of my program that I run is based on my experience at Riverdale High School. And you know, back then, I know when the when the schools first opened, they didn't play each other for a couple years. Then they started playing, and you know, you know, the town's grown up so much now. But back then, um, every pretty much unless somebody had just moved in. Pretty much every player that played in that Oakland Riverdale game, I mean, cousins played against each other, best friends played against each other, uh, and it truly was a rivalry. Uh, still is uh, because everybody uh, knew one another and had been actual teammates at uh, at Central Middle School. You bet, Central Middle School, and growing up in junior pros in the. In our recreational football league, we all were teammates. And then at some point at high school, ninth grade, we all split, and you went one way or the other. And uh, we all knew that we were going to be playing each other on subsequent Friday nights for the next four years or so, which made it exciting. I, I can't tell you how exciting those games were to be a part of and all the uh, things that led up to the – Friday night of the of the game and so forth. It just made it an electric atmosphere to be a part of, and it still is. When I go back to Riverdale and Oakland and Siegel Blackman games, it's still a great high school atmosphere uh, for football there, and, and one uh, that you can definitely appreciate. You know, you brought up Ricky Roper a minute ago, and then a minute, and then you just touched on Junior Pro. I remember a Junior Pro game. I think it was my very first pass I ever intercepted, and I had pay dirt. I mean, I'm I'm headed for six. <laughs> and I get down to about the three-yard line, and all of a sudden, somebody just wraps their meat hook around me and slams my face into the dirt. It was a whole dirt field over at Hobgood. The ball, <laughs> the ball goes flying up in the air, and next thing I know, this guy picks me up and patted me on the rear end and said, oh, I didn't mean to hurt you, Monty. It was Ricky Roper. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I quickly realized I was in the wrong sport. I'd better stick with baseball. 
Yeah, I tell you what, Ricky gave more than one of us uh, a few blisters and, and headaches out there on the football field. And uh, Ricky and I still are real good friends today. We talk quite a bit. Uh, in fact, uh, he married my cousin, has two beautiful daughters, that who my second cousins. And, and Ricky and I are real close, have always been close since, uh, I experienced at Riverdale and going in and playing against each other in, in college uh, for that one year was an experience, and uh, we just kept in touch all of these years. In fact, I talked to him yesterday. We're pretty excited about uh, being back and uh, hanging out on the 16th. And, you know, um, of course, our old hats, we're stuck, we're stuck in our ways, and Riverdale's had some unbelievable running backs couple Mr. Football Award winners, but I'll tell you what, I'll take Ricky Roper over anybody any day. Yep, I, I, I hear you, Monty, as I follow uh, Coach Rankin's teams and so forth through the years, and then certainly Riverdale has had some formidable teams that have uh, been have had some great success, state championships and so forth, but I don't think we've ever seen a running back quite the style of Ricky Roper uh come through Murfreesboro. He was just a special kind of running back, uh, and his stats proved it, and he's just been, uh, you know, he, he's, he's Mr. Football when there wasn't a Mr. Football. All right, John, we mentioned you're coaching high school ball now. You're out in Washington. Have they even played any football this year? No, they're pretty, they've, they've had the clamps on us pretty tight in terms of what we can do uh, on and off the field. Right now, the only thing I can do is, is uh, video Zoom with my team uh, and send workouts home. We can't even work out in our, in our weight room. We're looking to get some relief on that. Hopefully, uh, September 29th, they vote again. Uh, I think that's today. They vote again to see if they're going to ease the restrictions on us uh, and allow us to do go back to what we were doing in July, and that is, at least is face-to-face workouts and some team activity. Uh, but we fully expect to be um, rolling February 27th. That's our first weighted game. Um, so we'll just hope for the best and hope, hopefully – uh, we'll be able to kick off on that February 27th, and uh, we'll just do what we can do until that time. All right, Thomas, it's been great to go back to yesteryear with you, uh, and uh, certainly look forward to seeing you when you come to Murfreesboro in a couple weeks. You bet, you bet. Looking forward to it. Thank you very much. That's Thomas Mosby joining us today on All Sports Talk. That'll do it for today. Andy Herzer joins me tomorrow. We'll talk to you then. All Sports Talk on News Radio WGNS has been brought to you by State Farm agents Andy Womack, Bud Morris, and Deb Ensel, Chip Walters with Exit Realty, Bob Lamb and Associates, First Bank, Mike Tansel with My Team Insurance, Parks Auction Company, Greg Hall with City Auto Sales, Creekside at Three Rivers Assisted Living, Steve Rucker with RAI Advisors, Jennings and Ayers Funeral Home, and Wayne Blair with Rayburn Insurance.